Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Hey, car fiends and gearheads. Welcome to Driven Radio, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield here with our engineer and co-host, Mr. Mark Groves. Yo. And Mr. Corey Pratt of Craving Cars on YouTube. Yes. Where's that new video, mister? <laughs> uh, where's my I, 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 Okay, I'm going to be real quick and honest that... Uh, Getting back after this whole move and getting things situated, which is still not done yet, it's making it extremely difficult to get behind the editing wheel again. But I'm guessing you can't even I'm find all the stuff you need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is, is like there's been a couple little little things to get together where I could have shot some additional video, but I can't because I got too much to already do and edit. So. This, this sounds like kind of a, uh, an admission. Plus, he didn't really expect me to jump him like that. Sorry, Corey. I, <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's well-deserved uh, on my half. Uh, I should get my butt kicked for not yeah, working harder. Yeah, I didn't harder. to jerk the rug out from underneath you. <laughs> Quite all right. We are, we are coming to you sort of from Driven Radio Studios. It's on the interwebs. Yay! Yeah. Uh, at least partially in beautiful Overland Park, Kansas, and also in, uh, are you still in Greenwood? Where are you now, Corey? Uh, Lee Summit. Lee Summit, Missouri, and Mr. Mark still I'm in still- fantabulous Branson land. Nashville with less teeth. Welcome to Branson, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nashville with less teeth. Chicken fry. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Can- hey, oh. someone might take offense to that. <laughs> Someone. Yeah. Uh, not any of us. No. Uh, no. You can uh, find us online at drivenradioshow.com and readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. And listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard. If you like what you're hearing, for the love of God, leave <laughs> us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to tell your gearhead friends. If there's something you'd like to hear more of or if you have an interesting story, tell us. Send your emails to me, Brett, at DrivenRadioShow.com. So, gentlemen, Mark, I know you haven't had a chance to get out and do much because you were finishing your archaeological dig. <laughs> Now there's that. I, I have uh, taken a couple of trips because the truck uh, should be back tomorrow, getting its new head gasket, its new hat. Ooh! And um, uh, once that arrives, I can stop driving my mom's '95 uh, uh, Ford Taurus GL. But you don't really want to, which of course is for sale, right? Uh, it it is about to be. Yeah, I'm going to take a bunch of pictures of it. It's got less than sixty five thousand miles on it. All things considered, it's in great condition. Ooh. The uh, I did find finally a uh, semi fatal flaw on it. The rear bumper. I didn't. I don't know what she backed into, but there's a small hole punched into that rear fascia. Mm. But uh, everything else besides the additional yellow speed stripes she put on the passenger side, God knows what she kind of gently scraped up against. But uh, I think it was one of those yellow uh, stand-up little thingies that are beside a road. And I think she just kind of caught one of those a little bit. It, it may have been one of the safety posts next to a, uh, a gas pump. 
might have been somebody in a yellow rain slicker next to a gas pump. Oh, <laughs> but uh, that's about the only thing wrong that's, with it. Uh, that's only cutting about, what, five to ten bucks off the value. You're yeah, good. Yeah, I know. It's not like yeah, I'm going to lose a lot. but it. Uh, that's what really happened to that kid from it. <laughs> Charlie, Chucky, what the hell is his name? Yeah. We all drive down here. Um <laughs> The, so the the vehicle itself, it's in surprisingly good condition. I'm ashamed to say that I'm kind of impressed. All the windows roll up and down. They're all electric. Seats all move. Everything works, and it doesn't smell like cigarettes because about the time they got it, and two years later, they stopped smoking. So it's, oh, it's had all these years to air out. And my, my dad uh, passed away in 2001, so for the last uh, 20 years, it really has been driven by a little old lady going to church. It really <laughs> has. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a surprisingly good condition car. So I'm going to see what the, uh, the rad market has to say about it. And then if not, maybe find, you know, some, uh, some cousin with less teeth and, and see what we can do. Uh, I, I might know a little college girl who could use a car that runs because every time I hook hers up to the battery, it clicks and starts making a weird electrical sounds and I'm afraid it's going to burst into flame. Oh no, the Buick, the, uh, uh, the one that you got. Oh uh, yeah. It's well, you know, like I, I've said, smells like a uh, matlock and bad decisions in the day room. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Ta- tapioca and Ben gay. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember. I was thinking, what is the name of that stuff? It's they a party. It just has that stank Ben gay. Yeah. Hey, it's it's got a red velvet velour interior. Oh, Ooh, velour. Yeah, so it's like oh, a velvet, yeah. flesh wound, a fresh <laughs> one. Nice. I, I I'm a little surprised the initial buyer on that wouldn't have gone for a leather interior because it's better when your colostomy bag breaks. How about you anyway? <laughs> I'll tell you what, how much time we got? Because uh, I've got so little to cover. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Done. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I did, of course, got, I, I got the car out uh, this last weekend. Um, the wife and I went nice. and ran some errands around. So I said, uh, park the Golf. We're taking the Porsche. Oh, nice. And the uh, only thing is I don't drive as fast with her in the car. So, oh, well. Uh, I, can, I can't say that I blame you. The weather that we've had has been pretty damn nice. And I left the top down on the blue Corvette for several days in a row and finally had to put it up earlier today because I thought I was going to have to leave in 47 degree weather. Top down's a little rough. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just, just a little nippy. The other thing that happened and I'll never get over how mad I am at the Johnson County court system. Those guys ran the musket ball half-baked Sea to Shining Sea anniversary trophy dash uh, started Monday morning and I had to be in court for jury duty and I didn't get a go on the trip and I'm really angry about it. The upside is a lot of the guys who were on that run were guys that we've had on the show before and the rest of them who haven't been on the show before have all volunteered to be on next week. So we're going to have a hell of a crowd. <laughs> awesome. Uh, awesome. Super looking forward to that. Really looking forward to it. But this karma said this just wasn't meant to be. Uh, one of the one of the possible co-drivers had to back out because he's just buried at work. The other one was Ped, and Ped got COVID a couple weeks ago and just was too stinking sick to go. Yeah. And then I had to show up for jury duty. So uh, 
karma worked against me here. I didn't get a go on it. It three strikes, you're out. Uh, we're going to talk to a lot of the guys who went on that trip. And man, just judging from the stuff on Facebook, it looks like they had a ball. Yeah. So that'll all be up next week. Cool. In the news this week, uh, one of uh, automotive racing's icons passed. And strangely, it was a guy that I've met before. Uh, we've got a list, Road and Track put together a list of the best-selling cars in America for the last, well, from 1978 to present. So you can check and see what was selling best the year you graduated high school. <laughs> and Porsche has released the 17, 718 Cayman GT4 RS, and it's a monster. We're going to be talking about that. In segment two, we've got our annual holiday gift guide, guys. Yay. All the cool stuff you want to have in your garage. Uh, things you can buy for the car people in your life or maybe things you can use to drop hints to your loved ones. Hey, I really need one of these. <laughs> Give me. <laughs> so, uh Got a lot to cover, so we might as well get to it. From Hemmings comes Bob Bondurant, Lamar winner and driving school pioneer, dies at age 88. Bob Bondurant, one of America's foremost racing drivers of the, 60, of the 1960s, has died. He was 88 years old. He was born in Evanston, Illinois, uh, and went sports car racing in the Midwest. And discover, He was discovered and sponsored by a West Coast dealer who was running Corvette Z06s. And this would be uh, mid-year nice. Corvette, 63 to 67 oh, yeah. Z06s. Awesome. Uh, uh, that led him to join Carroll Shelby's group in 1963 and win the GT Class at Le Mans in 1964 in a, in a Daytona Coupe. He was the technical consultant for one of the greatest car racing movies ever, uh, John Frankenheimer's Grand Prix. He also tried his hand at Formula One, NASCAR, the Baja 500, and he was even married. Bob Bondurant got married at Monaco over the Grand Prix weekend after practice on the track. <laughs> that's so nice. cool. Nice. That, that, I think that's got me smoke getting married in the Harley dealership. <laughs> uh, in 1967, a wreck at Watkins Glen ended his driving career and almost took his life. While he was recovering, he came up for the idea for the Bob Bondurant Driving School. Uh, the academy, he initially opened it at Orange County International Raceway and then later at Ontario and Sonoma before moving to Firebird Raceway in Chandler, Arizona. Uh, his students, God, he's had a lot of people through that school and some pretty famous ones too, including James Garner, Paul Newman, and Tom Cruise. And in the classroom in Chandler, there was a wall-sized photo of he and Carol Shelby in the middle of conversation in the pits during the uh, 24-hour of Le Mans. And he was once asked what they were discussing, and he said, Ash, Carol's probably telling me not to F this up. <laughs> and on a personal note I was fortunate enough to meet Bob and his lovely wife Pat in Monterey in 2017 at a car auction I was looking at a Corvette race car and appropriately enough Bob was looking over a new Ford GT which was the newer version of the GT40 uh, he was an absolute gentleman he took time to talk to me about his racing life and about cars, and uh, he even took a couple of pics with me, which was really cool. So, Godspeed and safe home, Bob. Amen. From yes. Road and Track, best-selling car in America, the car you graduate or the year you graduated high school. 
if you've graduated high school in the past 42 years, you know, first, congrats. Even if it didn't happen <laughs> until you were 20 years old, it still counts. So do you remember what the best-selling car was that year? Uh, if you don't, don't worry. Your answer won't be scored. Run track has taken sales data from each year starting from 1978 until now to show which car. Now, this doesn't include, you know, trucks or anything else. These are just cars. No, because the F-150 would have just trumped everything for about 20 years. That would have stomped a lot. Yeah. So they, they really focused just on cars. Uh, the ones that sold the best each year. Now, it's kind of an interesting comparison of car varieties from late 1970s, 80s, 90s. To 2020, the list does not include the SUVs, the etc. Um, my year, okay. I graduated. Spit, spill, buddy. What what year? 1982. So according to CarAndDriver.com, it's a Ford Escort. <laughs> oh, look at that god awful thing! <laughs> Isn't that just, that is like some type of lovely? Weird, that is mustard rolling sex right there. <laughs> It's a, oh man, that's so bad. Is it the spicy so brown mustard or is it those? just the, <laughs> It's just the regular. There's nothing spicy about this. <laughs> There's no spicy about it. Uh, that looks article, like it came out of a jar of Goldens. <laughs> <laughs> according to the article, it replaced the Pinto and the Ford <laughs> <laughs> Which I think that might have been more accurate than ever. Like, oh, God. Is that when they started uh, releasing that in uh, in Europe too, you think, that year? And that's why they said that? <laughs> when it's uh, 156 uh, inches of crumple zone. Um, (laughs) the escort in europe was a little bit different looking and it was actually an okay looking car uh i can't believe you had such a crap wagon as the best-selling car you when you graduated (laughs) now for us in the glorious year of 1988 we had the fantabulous ford escort oh we had the same crap box you had a resurgence (laughs) only uglier oh my and if you look at, what is it? Uh, there's the 88 and you scroll down one more. Uh, no, no, it is the 88. The 88 is just a bad mistake. The 87 is even a little sexier with that kind of smirky grill thing they did where well, they, they, covered up part they of it. put that in, They're showing the GT version, which jumped up from 13 inch wheels to possibly 14 inch wheels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the high performance 14 inch wheels that now you can only find tires for at trailer stores. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's on my, uh, my bike trailer. Actually, those might be 15. And, and that, that Escort GT has got more plastic on it than Pam Anderson. And that 88, <laughs> it's, uh... it's like they, they looked at, uh, they looked at Subaru and they looked at Nissan and went, what's the ugliest part of that car? Let's use that. Yeah, uh, uh, that that's an ugly car. Oh yeah, hold my beer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, that's ugly. The, Hang on. The the funny thing is, uh, starting in '83, uh, the Escort was the best selling car, and then it was the best selling car again in '87 and in '88. And for as many of those as they built and sold, and I bet it was well over a million. You don't see them anywhere anymore. Yeah. No, you really don't. We you don't see them anywhere. And I, I think that may be the curse of the uh, of the compact car or the curse of the economy car. People got them because they were cheap and they probably just drove those suckers into the ground. And Mark, you and I were talking about this before the show. The Escort probably 
probably had the same rust propensities as the <laughs> 80s Broncos did. <laughs> which which is why you can't find a nice Bronco anymore because every one of them rotted right into the ground. Enforced well, a good thing up. is you can fit them in a bucket so it's easy to store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't pick them up with a magnet anymore. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, would, uh, I wouldn't mind owning one of those EXPs. The, the little two-door thing with the little kind of cowled headlights. But, yeah, uh, it looked like, like somebody it. threw an Escort into a dryer. <laughs> and the funny thing was, you know, it was a two-seat hatchback. They had pretty good cargo room in them. They would hold pretty decent quantity of junk. You're, but, you're really, uh, yeah, you don't see those anymore either. Yeah, they look mm. like an Escort that uh, went to Jenny Craig. So He's just wearing a sweater that was a little too small. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> what about you guys? Years you guys graduated. Well, I, I got stuck with the escort too because I graduated 88. in '88. Corey, so, so uh, check this out though. So in '96, guess what it is? The Ford Taurus. Woo! Oh, yeah, baby. I actually was going to joke and say the Ford Escort. I'm like, nah, that's okay. I I owned one of those. Uh, (laughs) So how was it that when we graduated, the best-selling cars were Fords? What is up with that? (laughs) I I don't know. You'd have to ask Ford. You know, one of the things about that is that's the generation of tourists when they were still making SHOs. And those things were pretty decent looking. And Decent performance for the time, yeah. Yeah, at the time, there weren't any American performance sedans. There just weren't. The SHO was it. So it was really a big deal when it came out. I think that was, what, around 92, 93, something like that? Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the year after that, they took the Taurus and they made it into an Ovid kidney bean-looking thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I wasn't a fan of that one. Well, you know, No, I, it's, I it's it. tapered on both ends like something gross. I, well, yeah, because you can go forward or backwards and it looks the same. I'll give it uh, the devil it's due on that one. I owned one for a while. I bought it used. And uh, that was such a nice ride, you know, bef- b- while the transmission was working. Uh, well, this- it, was, it was really sweet. And it had the sunroof in it, which was great. And it was super easy for a guy like me to replace the motor when it went bad. Um, but uh, the rest of it. Uh, it rode really sweet leather. <laughs> when interior. it went bad, not if. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was was this before or after the super pimp Geo Storm that you owned? That was directly after because the Geo Storm just it smelled like a, a, a. It was just a locker room after the uh, uh, the uh, uh, heater core had given out and didn't know it for a long time and it it just it was it was everything wrong and then people started hitting it which is a real issue so. Uh, <laughs> I ended up trading that poor, poor, I dragged that poor bastard in quite honestly and, uh, and got this thing, drove it for three years, just fine. And then the, uh, well, except for, you know, the couple of this and that and the others and the, and the brake that locked up and, you know, yeah, no, nothing big, but the, uh, when that transmission blew out on it at 86,000 miles, I'm like, what? I, I drove, yeah. I drove that geo storm into the ground. I drove it when it shouldn't have been driven and it was still like, I can do it, dude, take me. And the Ford's like, you know, oh, if you tired. if you put pictures of the Geostorm and the same uh, time period Camaro next to each other, it looks like somebody took the Camaro and threw it in the dryer. <laughs> and then you got a storm. It's, it's a Camaro Oompa Loompa style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little too much hot water on that. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> it is so, shrunk right up. Uh, coincidentally, a Ford Taurus story. A buddy of mine's 
father bought his mom a brand new Ford Taurus when they came out. And it was the first new car she had ever had. And my buddy liked to think he was a well-read and very competent and capable, capable performance driver and had five other kids in that car driving to Worlds of Fun uh, across 435 one day and tried to take and fit that 15-foot-long car in a 13-foot-long hole Ooh. and steered into the hole real hard and then counter-steered to correct, but he went too far and it snapped the car around backwards. So now they're doing 85 miles an hour backwards in the fast lane on 435 about Holmes Road. Ooh. And... Uh, wasn't exactly straight backwards, so it drifted over the shoulder, and that back passenger tire caught the guardrail and flipped the car over on its oh roof. Oh, my God. So now Ooh. they're doing 85 miles an hour backwards and upside, upside down. down. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> Ripped the wheel off the car, broke every piece of glass in the car, including the headlights. Uh, you know, just totaled it, but Every person in that car walked away with just scratches on them. That's all they had. And they said when they got out, one of the front seat passengers who'd had his wallet and comb on the dash, the wallet and the comb were on top of the car, which was the bottom of the car facing skyward. (laughs) (laughs) So this one's for you, Joe. I finally told the story on. On the show, <laughs> that's, that, that's my big uh, tourist story. There you go. Nice. Now, would you guys ever have thought that we're talking about cars here that were the best-selling cars for when we graduated? Would you have ever thought that they would totally be gone and not be made anymore? Yeah, you. Uh, uh, earlier in the story, uh, they had the '79 and '80 Oldsmobile Cutlass, and they showed the the kind of the fastback version of both of those. Uh-huh. I I can't tell you the last time I saw one. I can't tell you the last time I saw an Escort. Although you still see the regular uh, two door uh, notchback Cutlasses driving around. Those are still out and about. Uh, some of the other cars from 1984, Chevy Cavalier convertible, uh, Chevy Cavalier, and they show a convertible on here. <laughs> Haven't seen one of those in forever. Uh-uh. And uh, 1985 was also a Cavalier, and they show the hatchback version of that. When's the last time you saw a hatchback Cavalier? They made a hatchback are, Cavalier. Those are gone. <laughs> and in 1985, they sold 422,000 of them, almost 423. Wow. That's a ton of cars, man. And you, you just don't see them. They're not around. 86 was a Chevy Celebrity. Gone. Oh, oh. I owned one wow. of those. And I, I forgot that. about that car. Yeah, I haven't seen one of those since probably, what, like the late 90s? Yeah. They're just gone. So a lot of these cars that they made a ton of aren't around anymore. The cars yeah, that, best sellers even. Yeah. The cars that they made a ton of that are still around, uh, in 89, the best seller was a Honda Accord. Also in 1990, 91, and then 92, it was the Taurus. You still see those. <laughs> you can find one in Mark's mom's garage. <laughs> yeah, come on by. <laughs> uh, Honda Accords. And then starting in 97, Toyota Camry, Toyota Camry, Toyota Camry, Toyota Camry, Toyota Camry. Dude, we had a 97 Just, Camry, and that thing was 
It was damn near unstoppable. Yeah. They're automotive cockroaches. My, they uh, die. Yeah. My, my best friend's <laughs> parents bought one brand new in 94. And up until just a couple of years ago, they were still driving it. Well, actually, it got passed down to one of their kids, of which it got passed down to my buddy's kid. And it had over 400,000 miles on it. The only reason why it didn't have any more because he got T-boned. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> it took a great my neighbor shoot. across the street's got a Camry that I promise you is over 20 years old. I got no idea how many miles it has on it. He parks it under a tree. So it's a nice multicolor uh, <laughs> tan and bird crap. <laughs> With a little green throwing in racing stripes but going he, down the runnels. But he drives it every day. And I'll, I'll wow. bet you anything you want to bet. It's got over 300,000 miles on it. Easy. Yeah, probably. But, uh, it's funny. They made so many of those cars and they're, you just don't see them. They aren't around anymore. I'm guessing maybe if you lived in a desert state, if you live someplace in Texas, South New Mexico or Arizona, uh, yeah. you still see those once in a while, but not in the Midwest, baby. <laughs> not nope. any place you got weather. <laughs> nope. We don't put salt just on our corn, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and from a place of which Brett pays for a subscription now, Road and Track. <laughs> you subscription <laughs> bastards. I, I almost forgot about that. Thanks for bringing that I up. haven't. <laughs> I still feel this stain. No, no, he's not going to forget this. Ever. <laughs> ever. No, because I got my, uh, I got the credit card statement with that charge on there today. Son of a He's framing it and throwing darts at it. Okay, from Road and Track here. The 2023 Porsche 718 Cayman GT4 RS is a 493 horsepower, 9,000 RPM monster. Oh, my. God bless, man. See, we thought the new C8 Z06 was going to be a high revving thing. Bam. Which actually it is. <laughs> Anyways, the uh, Porsche 718 Cayman GT4 is a fabulous car, but you can't help wonder what it would be like with the engine from the 911 GT3. Uh, surely it would be amazing, but with the assumption that Porsche would never build this car as to preserve the 911's place at the top of the hierarchy. Well, assume no more. The 2023 Porsche 718 came in GT4 RS is here and it's powered by the same 9,000 RPM, wonderfully sounding flat six. You know, you got to think that maybe the guys over at Porsche have started huffing the same stuff the guys at Dodge have been huffing for years. Never know. Let's, whatever it is, they should sell it in a can. Let, let's take something <laughs> that's way super overpowered and then stuff it in a little tiny car and see what happens. That's yeah. right. I love it. It's a good recipe of danger, which is my middle name. Actually, it's not my middle name. It's Daniel. I'm, I'm a little shocked. <laughs> <laughs> by the, the your middle name's Daniel. That the uh, really, I was gonna start calling you Danger Pratt. <laughs> Danger Dan. <laughs> uh, 2023, the 718 GDR, uh, blah, blah, pow, it's powered by a 9,000 RPM flat six. That's right. A yeah, a four liter flat six. I'm having trouble because the only flat sixes I knew were like in Plymouth and old Fords. <laughs> if you got That's a flat up, six, if you got them up to 9,000 RPM. You best be wearing some Kevlar. <laughs> yeah, that was 4,000 RPM too far. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's one way they can, uh, you know, with them doing designs of these flat sixes, how they've been able to fit them in the back of a Porsche for so long in a 911 just because of 
how they lay. They're nice and flat. The cylinders are opposed to each other laying okay. side to side kind of thing. So, okay. but the 718 came in GT4 RS makes 493 horsepower, 331 foot pounds of torque, just shy of the, of the GT3 is 502 horsepower, which there you go. You, you can't have it more powerful than the GT3, but my God, I mean, would they take nine horsepower off? What would it do? You know, but apparently this engine isn't detuned. It's just, it's just how it's made. So uh, a slight dip due to, uh, to the need for a longer exhaust pipes being mid engine instead of rear engine. Uh, the only uh, significant difference between the GT4 RS and GT3 is that with the intake because of the packaging of the mid engine car. Yeah. So the Cayman now breathes through carbon fiber inlets that replace the typical rear quarter windows in addition to the inlets behind the doors. So uh, the upper intakes run through the cabin into a giant air box that sits um, basically where the parcel shelf uh, resides in the, in the normal Cayman. Uh, suspension has been heavily reworked, stiffer springs, fast reacting uh, Bilstein dampers, spherical ball joints, replacing rubber bushings, ultra sticky Mitchum Pilot Sport Cup 2R tires. And you know, are available as an option, of He's course. He's going to turn it to Tim Allen here in a second, isn't he? <laughs> oh. So, uh, obviously, the, the uh, or naturally, I should say, the, the GT4S is going to be the most expensive Cayman, uh, by which looks to be a considerable margin, with an MSRP of $143,050, which is about $20,000 less than a base GT3. So, would you rather have, here you go, Brett, would you rather have the most what a Cayman can do? or the least of what a GT3 can do, which is probably extremely similar. I'm probably not smart enough to pilot either of them. <laughs> to their fullest extent? I, I doubt I am either, but it doesn't mean I wouldn't try on a track. <laughs> uh, no, I, I didn't say I wouldn't try. <laughs> I'd give it one hell of a probably, shot. <laughs> probably not competent. Uh, God almighty. It, it could probably react like, faster than I can think, just because I just, you know, with the videos and the things that I see. Yeah what these cars are capable of doing. I'm not a race car driver. I can't react as fast as a race car driver. We're not qualified. I'm lucky Ooh. to be in that 65 Corvette that's probably massively underpowered in comparison, and I still feel like speed racer. So <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a fairly capable. I mean, I'm not just an average driver. I feel like I'm a fairly capable guy behind the wheel of the car, but I also know my limits, and even my car that I have, I don't push it to the ragged edge. I'd be willing to bet 98% of men would tell you, oh, yeah, I'm better than average. Really? Where's the well, average? <laughs> well, my average has only been proven on the racetrack when I beat everybody else. Or a go-kart. I'm good in a go-kart. <laughs> <laughs> so I look at that as like, okay, if I'm being like, for instance, when I took my Cayman, I had it a week and I'm, I'm going around faster than 700 horsepower Mustangs. I'm going around faster than Corvettes. Um, and so I'm like, well, either they're not afraid, maybe they're afraid to push their car or I just know how to push mine more. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, th I think that there's probably some point where having a great, big, hairy chested, powerful car becomes a detriment more than, uh, more than m making you faster because, you have a tendency to stick your foot in a little too much and get a little too weird going around corners and have the thing step out. You might be better off having a car with slightly less power because it's better balanced. But again, I'm not a good enough driver to be able to tell you where that point is. I'm just going sure. off of, uh, 
I, I had the opportunity to spend a little time behind the wheel of a 94 uh, Viper RT10. And those had no ABS and no traction oh, control and none of that Visceral stuff. to the max. Yeah. And I had that thing show me what a moron I was a couple <laughs> times in an afternoon. I think that can, that's the, well, see, okay. Defense of you, Brett, just, you know, cause I'm on your side here. I think that can make a professional driver look like an idiot from time to time. The ham fisted need not apply. It will show you <laughs> if you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> now, when I want to rephrase what I said, I'd, I'm not saying that I am a better driver than people. I just feel, I feel as if I'm a little bit more competent than an average driver, which doesn't put me real far ahead, even real close to a racing car driver, but I just feel like I could, I could do all right. I do fine. Well, and there's something to be said about going out and driving hard in a car, in a car you're really familiar with. Uh, you know how far you can push it and get away with stuff before it, it snaps back on you. And, uh, you know, beware the guy who's out racing in a car that he's had for 20 years. He's going to make you look dumb because he knows so. exactly what he can get away with. Maybe so. Yeah, I, I would, but wouldn't, uh, wouldn't doubt that one bit. Hey, coming up in segment two, we've got our holiday gift guide. Guys, it, this seems, I've been waiting for this for so long. It seems like it's been the longest stinking year. And I'm really ready to talk about fun car stuff or uh, the peop- the car lovers in your life. Or maybe the things you could use to drop hints to your loved ones to get them to buy you what you need for <laughs> Christmas. Uh, we've got... A lot of cool stuff on here. A couple of these things that uh, I, well, I have it on good authority. Santa Claus is bringing me at least one of these. And we'll be, <laughs> we'll be talking about all that and a lot more coming up in segment two right here on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, coming to you from Al Gore's fantabulous interwebs. We are staring down the barrel of Christmas, Hanukkah's Festivus shopping season. So this week, we are looking at a whole new batch of gifts for the car person. He, she, it, them, those, that, or they whose names we do not say. Welcome to the pronoun grab bag. These are things your car-loving loved ones would dig and enjoy, or maybe these are ideas you can give to your significant other who's clueless about what you need in your car life. Uh, if you don't have Amazon Prime, I don't know what to tell you, because that's where a lot of these things show up. Yeah. <laughs> to make it rain. <laughs> if you don't have Amazon Prime, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. It's, it'd, be like, it'd be like trying to get articles from Road and Track without a subscription. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. What the hell? <laughs> I'm going to kick you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's start off with the first thing that you can't get on Amazon Prime. They're Autodromo driving gloves from Autodromo.com. Throughout the 1950s and the 1960s, racing drivers relied on string-back driving gloves to protect their palms from wooden steering wheels and keep their hands cool and dry while they sped across the countryside. Autodromo's beautifully crafted driving gloves will take you back to that simpler era every time you slip them on for a drive. Featuring a short split cuff, these gloves will pair perfectly with your Autodromo watch. They got some cool watches. I looked around for a while. Ooh, I like watches. And they have no annoying snaps to do up. 
they are available at autodromo.com. I have it on good authority. Santa Claus will be bringing me a pair of these. Oh, Thank you very nice. much. Oh, cool nice Santa. You must have been a good, good boy this year. No, I had to give Santa my Amex number. <laughs> They've got that semi okay boy. Really nice. <laughs> I, I think that might be stretching it, but thank you. <laughs> From Coco Mats gift box starts at 219 bucks and change. Coco Mats makes some of the best looking, best fitting, most durable floor mats that you can buy. Your car is going to look cool. Your feet are going to look good on these. Brand has custom fitted formats for a wide assortment of vehicles. Probably has a template for the car you're shopping for. If not, they'll send you blank templates and you can cut to the exact specifications. Now that's actually kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, I, every vehicle that I like is some screwball POS that they don't make anything for anymore. And, and no. uh, I know, right? So uh, <laughs> finding the generic fit from Walmart is just not pretty. So having something that can be either they'll send you the template and you cut it or is physically made for it. Very nice. Gift box comes with floor mats, swatches, and a gift certificate. You can get that at Coco. Dude, that's cool. CocoMats.com. Custom mats for yo car. Yeah, pretty. Pretty. I like them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you're the one who likes to spend more time with your car than the rest of your life, making it look all nice and pretty like. Try out the Chemical Guys, the HOL 126 14-piece Arsenal Builder's Car Wash Kit runs you at about $87.89. But uh, it's great. Uh, kit comes with everything for your car lover that you'll need. Uh, microfiber washing mitt, uh, short-handled brush to get into those nooks and crannies, microfiber towels for spotless drying, foam gun, uh, snow soap foam, uh, specialty glass cleaner, wheel gel, tons of more products for pro cleaning at home. And yes, what Brett previously talked about on the Amazon.com. The Amazonian. The you know, Amazon. if, you, if you look at that kit on Amazon, there is a lot of stuff in there. And if you went and tried to replicate it, like at O'Reilly's or Pet Boys or something, I'm betting you'd spend a hell of a lot more than 88 bucks on it. I think so too. I've, I've known a lot of people that use chemical guy stuff. Uh, and from my understanding, it is pretty decent stuff. So I hate to admit that I need this next product, especially given the name. Good Lord. It's the <laughs> pig mat oil absorbing mats, $47 for a pack of 50. Mm. If you own a classic car or a motorcycle, Mr. Mark, <laughs> drips are a fact of life years ago ceiling technology wasn't as good as it is today so oil pans and steering boxes and transmissions tended to weep if you've got a drippy antique auto or motorcycle and not just mark i'm talking to all you vintage harley guys <laughs> and i'm guilty here and i got one downstairs that's marking its territory you need some oil absorbing mats to minimize messes on your garage floor to keep things tidy and reduce the risk of slip and fall injuries, you need Pig Mat oil absorbing mats from Pig Corporation. Good grief. Someone was doing overtime when they thought of that name. <laughs> These pads repel water, absorb oils, and won't tear easily. They're flame resistant and super economical. You get 50 absorbing mats for just $47. And once again, they are available through Amazon. Now, I am curious if you get enough oil Not on them, do they just kind of fill up? And you have to get rid of them, or can you wash them? Uh, no, they, they look to be uh, disposable. Oh, got it. Okay. I, yeah. I was guessing that with the whole pack of 50 thing. 
Yeah. And uh, I'm not kidding. As glorious and sexy as that mood light is, and I put some pictures online last night. I it just, saw those. <laughs> I, it, it looks fantastic. And there's a spot on the floor underneath it, and it's a big sucker. It's the size of a couple Frisbees. So, <laughs> Hey, do you think uh, uh, Jay Leno could use these? Yeah, I, I think Jay Leno would need to order them in quantity. <laughs> I'll take a gross, please. Cobra Rad 480i laser radar detector. You know you need it. Buck 49 and change, <laughs> um, right out of buck 50. The Rad 480i laser radar detector by Cobra is a great gift. Hopefully also make the recipient a little more of a responsible driver. <laughs> right. <Nuh-uh. laughs> no, no cops. Here we go. <laughs> This gadget can accurately detect laser and radar well in advance in front of and behind the user's vehicles. Cool. As a youngster, that was, yeah, that was a problem. Uh, It has (laughs) built-in tech to reduce distracting false alerts, and there's a companion mobile app that can deliver real-time updates from a large community of drivers. Hello. Available at Amazon. Amazon Amazon.com. If I understand this right, it works a little bit like the Waze app does on your phone. Either you you guys ever use that. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Now, Waze is fantastic. I've been using it the last few years when I drive all over the country going to these auctions at possibly extra legal speeds. <laughs> and uh, I, I'd really like to have the laser radar detector to go along with my Waze app to try and keep my butt out of trouble. Yeah, probably wise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. For dude, about 150 bucks, it's yeah, yours. If you think about that, 150 bucks—that's how much extra you're going to pay in Kansas to be able to turn your uh, your um, your speeding ticket into a non-moving violation. So, Nuh-uh. just get it here. My mine no. actually was right around 200. <laughs> I got a ticket a few years back. I knew I was in really deep trouble when I rolled down the window and I could hear the cop laughing as he walked up to my car. <laughs> That's hilarious. Let's be honest. You probably exceeded. the, the he already had a half written out for you too. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, here you go. You know, I, I had never looked up the word magistrate in a dictionary before then. <laughs> well, I, I, do, I do love that about Kansas though. Uh, I don't know if it works that way in Missouri, but where they, you can, it's, Totally legal and respectable to bribe the court system. Hey, Spark, mm-hmm. if I double this ticket or maybe triple it, hey, would you uh, would you knock that back to, uh, you know, that I parked, double parked? What do you think? Huh? Huh? Sure. This, this yeah, was the first too. one I didn't get to do that on. Uh, <laughs> I used to have an attorney that I'd have to call about once a year. And, Better call Saul. And, hi, hi, Rochelle. How you doing? And she'd just say, where were you? <laughs> <laughs> And, and I told her on this ticket because I got clocked for 26 over. Damn, dude. And the, Ooh, the cop was kind enough because it, in the state of Kansas, and as I subsequently found out in a lot of different states, if you're more than 25 over, you have to go appear before a magistrate right then and explain to them what the hell you were doing. Didn't and, help that you were in a school zone next to an old folks home. I mean, damn. Yeah, well, seriously, those nuns, shot past they've it, never been the same. Shot past that busload of nuns like they were sitting still. <laughs> but uh, the, the cop wrote me for 24 over, and then I called my attorney on Monday and uh, told her what was going on. I said, can I get this fixed? And she says, no. <laughs> oh, and I said, boy. I said, no, 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 really? How much would it cost to fix this? And she said, it's going to be more than your insurance goes up. So just pay it. Wow. And I said, 
no, really. And she said, it's going to be a couple thousand dollars. Wow. Just pay it. Yeah. And so I, I, I bit the bullet and I paid it. Uh, that's been a long time ago, but I found out a lot of stuff with that one traffic stop. I bet you did. <laughs> wow. I bet you did. <laughs> I He's found a better out man today. That was faster than I thought it was. <laughs> that too. <laughs> the Craftsman 450 piece mechanics tool set available. That's right. Sears. They're still oh. around, guys. Ah. Sears.com. It's all there. So for about $440, you can make a hard day's work a little easier with this Craftsman 450 piece tool set. Uh, from any project as complicated as spinning the day under the hood to something as simple as, I don't know, tightening a bolt or two that you may have loose from driving 20 some odd miles over the speed limit. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> but either way, you're going to have which, uh, what you're going to need to get the job done. Uh, set comes, uh, you got uh, three quick release ratchets. You got the quarter, the three and the half inch uh, ratchets and the drives, uh, six extension bars. 191 sockets at a 6, wow. 8, and 12 points. You get the SAE and the metric sizes, array of 16 combination wrenches, a magnetic handle, 12 nut drivers, 175 screwdriver bits, <laughs> just hell? in case, 40 hex keys, six adapters, and three drawer case. So it's like a cool little plastic case, and there's three little drawers, and even the top opens up with for additional wrenches in there. So it's uh, it's almost like you got four little Kind of drawers like a mini little toolbox. It's pretty neat. And a partridge like in a pear tree. <laughs> That's right. Can That's you imagine the, back. the the size, the monkey arms you got to have to carry that thing around? Damn. Well, hopefully that'll be a stationary. Bits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? You got eight copies of all of them. <laughs> I was wondering. I would imagine have. so. I would imagine there's probably more than that. Or three hundred <laughs> probably like ties. <laughs> Fifty of those are Phillips. <laughs> nice. Either way, uh, hey, that's a pretty big set. It comes with a neat little case thing. So four hundred and forty bucks at Sears. There you go. What they should have had that's was uh, one hundred seventy-five ten millimeter sockets. <laughs> 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 if they were smart, uh, if they were out here in the real world. <laughs> well, there's one hundred ninety-one sockets, so maybe ninety of them are the ten. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say you got one hundred ninety-one <laughs> of them. Ninety-one of them are not ten millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. <laughs> All right, from Avid Power, cordless 20-volt tire inflator air compressor with digital pressure gauge, $62.99. This air compressor is a gift to anyone, whether it's an enthusiast or not. You're going to be able to use it. It's cordless. I think that is super cool and so useful. It is. Cordless design makes inflating tires easier than ever before. It can be charged either from a wall socket or from a car power port. So you you could be driving and still charging it. Uh, with the auto off preset feature, they'll never, never have to worry about over inflating. That's useful too. Done that. It's not fun. Very much. No. Uh, available in either red or blue. Well, uh, screw it then. No, no. <laughs> I, uh, I, want, <laughs> I was looking for coral. Uh, if I, available in either red or blue. Comes with a storage bag. And guess where it's available from? Yeah, that's right. Amazon. 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 <laughs> If you want coral, get the red one. Leave it outside for a summer. <laughs> Done. <laughs> oh, blue might get you that too. The red will turn pink, and the blue will turn coral. See, it'll be beautiful. There you go. Oh wow! When did this go off the rails? When did I lose control? <laughs> <laughs> well, I really want to see that uh, four hundred fifty piece Craftsman set as a stocking stuffer. 
That's all I want to see. That's a big stocking. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You got a or mantle. Many of them. You think you've got a mantle? Oh, I'm going to show you a mantle. <laughs> You're going to have to get some T-Rex socks for that. <laughs> hey, what if you have like 12 kids and they're all boys and they all like cars? So you buy one set, you split it up between the 12. Nice. Well, that's that's how you teach them cooperation. Yeah. They got to work go. with each other in order to get jobs done. <laughs> in other words, nothing will ever get done. Uh, no, Bobby's no. got all the tin mill sockets. <laughs> we hate him. You were adopted. Oh, Lord. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We're still confused why you do, but hey, thanks anyway. <laughs> we love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. And everywhere fine podcasts are heard. I just mean everywhere they're heard. Boom. I am Brett Hatfield for Mr. Corey Pratt. Yep. And Senior Mark Groves. Yo. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. Mm-hmm.